Okay, so yesterday we were examining this passage in the Zohar. The Zohar says, when you subdue the Sitra Achra, you cause the glory of Hashem to be revealed in all the worlds. So, the emphasis of all the worlds tells us that the kind of light that's brought down to the world through Eskafia is a light that transcends all worlds. And that's why... Um, um, the Reb, the Freak Rebbe says that the way to make Hashem a base Hamikdash, to make the way, the way to bring the kedusha of Hashem in your life, is specifically through Iskafia, by subduing and transforming darkness into light. There's a greater light. So how do you bring the Shechina back to the world? It's specifically through subduing and transforming evil. That's how you bring down the, the infinite light of Hashem. Not, and we learned at length yesterday the differences between um, the various. Uh, kinds of energy in the various worlds um, and in contrast to this infinite light of Hashem which is brought down through the sky. Let's now go to the second paragraph in the Mimer, page 112 on the bottom. This was what was done in the Beis HaMikdash and in the Mishkan. The way that what was done there was the subduing and the transformation of darkness to light. And that's why one of the major things that were done in the base of Mikdash was the Aved of Karbonis. The Karbonis wasn't just a physical thing. You brought an animal on the altar and you burnt it. The Karbonis, the sacrifices, was a personal and a spiritual service of Hashem. That's the reason why the Kayanim and the Levim participated with song. Interesting that mentions the Kayanim because um, I mean, the Kayanim didn't sing, first of all. And second of all, um, Except in the dedication. Huh? Uh, yeah, Aaron can participate in the dedication, but oh, very interesting. I didn't know that. I did not know that. So the, the Kainim the inauguration of of the I mean Shlomo Melch. Interesting. It's a chiddush. That's the so the, the Kainim would sing. Interesting. So, what does Chassid say about that? You know, I'm asking you. I forget the Maimon about it. Yeah. So, in general, the, it says in the Zohar, the Kainim serve Hashem with silence and with desire of their hearts, and the Levim serve with song. In general, the idea of the Kainim's the silence of the Kain is similar to like Shmuel Esrei. It's not like that, that they're just like you know not participating all the way, and the Levim are the ones which are more excited and more singing. It's it's there, on the contrary the kainim are, are closer that's why they're silent lovim come from gvura come from the, a, their souls experience a concealment of godliness that's why there's a yearning and this song actually the Rebbe says the words that's why the kainim and lovim participated with their service and with their song the kainim participated with their service and lovim with their song so why why do we need to have the they, they say uh, the Hasidim the, the ways that they used to fabreng was one person was silent and everyone would listen to their silence. So Kainim's silence 
wasn't just silence, it was an act of silence. It was, it was, it was Shmona Esther kind of silence. So why were the Kainim participating? Also in general, uh, why do you need specific people to do the job? If, if you have to bring the sacrifice so it's, something has to get accomplished, why do you even need those particular people to do it? Anybody could do it. There's a beautiful um, passage from the Sefer HaChinuch, I think it is in his in the introduction. He speaks about how Hashem chose very, although Hashem created a huge world, not everything in the world, not every part, not every part of the world is uh, fertile soil for things to grow. And, uh, and, and he said that Hashem chose among, in the world the Jewish people as a fertile soil where the Terra Mitzvahs can grow. And among the Jewish people themselves, Hashem sh- chose certain Mitzvahs that only Canaan can do, only Vim can do. So the idea of having specific roles with specific people, and, and, although, and outwardly you don't see anything different about a Cain or a Levi, except for maybe Zev Kessler on a Monday morning. So, uh, but but uh, the, the, the uh, reason why they're chosen is because there's something spiritual about the carbon. It's, it's not just in, in, that the job should get done. The, their, their participation was connected to the spiritual accomplishment of what this sacrifice had to accomplish, and their souls are in sync to what had to be accomplished spiritually. So the whole, so the whole idea of the sacrifices being offered was a spiritual thing. What is the spiritual thing? The, what is the Aved of the carbon? What are we supposed to do with the carbon? What does the carbon mean for us? So it says in the Torah, a person who will bring from you a sacrifice to Hashem, from the animals, from the cattle, etc. This Pasuk on its very surface is problematic. Next page. If the Pasuk's intent was only in order to tell us the details of how sacrifice is supposed to be brought, it should have said, a man of you, one of you, or as Rabbi Feller was saying on Shabbos, one of you's guys, if one of you's guys, you should bring a sacrifice to Hashem. If one of you guys bring a carbon, if one of you guys brings a carbon, this is how you do it. But instead, the Torah says, a person who will bring a sacrifice from one of you's guys. Why does the Torah say from one of you's guys after it says a person who will bring? Say, a per- if you want to identify the, the people who are, com- who are able to participate in, in, the, in the sacrifice and, and identify the Jewish people, say, one of you. Why does it say a person who will bring from one of you guys a carbon to Hashem? Why does it put from one of you in the middle of the sentence over there? Who it's known the intent of this. The Torah wants to not only not only explain how to bring the physical sacrifices. The Torah is also telling us how to bring our own selves as sacrifices to Hashem. 
that's the meaning of the Pasuk, a person who will bring, the word bring has the same root as the word closeness. When a person wants to become close to Hashem, so Torah tells you it comes from you. From from you and within you depends it it depends on you to become close to Hashem. That's that's I To be close to Hashem, you want to be close to Hashem. It comes from you and it is in you. Those are that, that, that's that's the uh, explanation. The Torah is not telling us just one of you guys brings a carbon. It's saying. If Yakriv, if you ever decide that you want to become close to Hashem, so you're going to start wondering how to do that. So Torah says, if you ever decide to close to Hashem, I want to tell you how to do it. So Hashem is addressing a neshama that made a decision. A neshama wants to come close to Hashem. So Hashem tells him, I want you to, I want you to tell you, I want to tell you, I want to make this really easy for you. You, you might think coming close to Hashem involves, you know doing all kinds of spiritual acrobatics. It involves uh, fasting. It involves uh, going to seek out counsel from other people. So, uh, so the Torah says you should know. If you want to come close to Hashem, it depends on you. And Nebi uses two words actually over here. Mikem ubochem. From you and in you. Mikem Mikem ubochem. There is a uh, famous passage in the Gemara about this man named Elazar and who had done a lot of wrong, and uh, and when he wanted, he was thinking of, it's that uh, he realized that he wants to come close to Hashem, like, like the Rebbe says over here, a Jew decides he wants to come close to Hashem. So what did he, what was his decision about how to come close to Hashem? What did he do? So he first was filled with this incredible guilt. Of, of all the mistakes that he made in his life. And so he said, heaven and earth answer me. And the Bali Musa explained what he was saying was, you know why I did all these things, God. It wasn't because of me. It was because of the heaven and earth. It was because of the environment that you placed me in. I was in the environment of the world, the heaven and earth. He, then he said, um, uh, father and mother answer me. Father and mother, what's it, what does it mean by father and mother? It's my upbringing. You want to know why my mistakes? It was uh, asked my psychologist. It was my my father was this and my mother was that, and uh, all, all all I'm I'm a victim of uh, of society. So so so, so the Torah, the Gemara describes how he went through many different kinds of uh, excuses, and each person who said that he addressed and says answer me, you know, testify for me, they said it's not because of us. And when he finally took ownership of his own life and he says it only depends upon me that's when he did shuva his shuva started when he said it only depends on me as long as he was and, and then he passed away he had such a strong inspiration of shuva that his neshama left his body and the, there was a voice that came out of heaven and said that you're invited to come to the world to come that's the story right right and Rebbe cried afterwards and said it's possible for a person to acquire the world to come after an effort of many years, but some people can acquire the world to come in one hour. Hasidus points out that the word hour doesn't just mean hour, hour means to turn. He turned to the Abishah. 
So as long, so, so what happened was he, this guy wanted, wanted to come close to Hashem, and it often happens when a person wants to come close to Hashem, he he attributes where he is to other people, and therefore he's he he, he limits himself. He has a a pare that's running, that's ruling his him and he's in a mitzrayim because he feels that it's 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 because of pare, it's because of the circumstances he's in that he's in, that he, that, he, that he's doing what he's doing. The, Beautiful. So the moment, the moment, the moment he says it has to do with me, then he could do tshuva. Then, then the moment the ball comes back into his court, he could shoot it. So the first thing the Torah says is, you want to come close to Hashem. So first of all, you should know you can do it. Nothing is stopping you. That's it's mikem. It comes. You ha, you have in you a neshama, and uh, it, it depends only on you. I mean, there's two words here, mikem or bachem. I don't know if they've ever, ever explained these two words, the difference between mikem and bachem, uh, but they're very enchanting words. They make you wonder what those words mean. The literal translation of mikem and bachem are from you and in you. You want to come close to Hashem, it comes from you and it's in you. I, I, I would just guess that mikem means that you should know that what has to happen only depends on you and nobody else. That's mikem, and you have it. Like it says in, just like it says in Hayom Yom, that every Jew is compared to a star. Why? Because every Jew has sufficient moral, ethical power to uh, to give light to other people as well. So Mikem, you got it. You're a star. You have it in you. That's number one. Bachem, I think, means that you don't. It's in you. The meaning meaning what has to happen is something that's it's an inner decision. It's not. It's 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 not that you. Um, you, 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 all that has to happen it, it, not only do you have the power to do this it's in your neshama but what has to happen is also in your neshama in other words what, what we need to do is a neshama that can think you need to use you need to make a you have to go out and not only in yourself when it becomes real to you you want to share it to somebody else and that makes it more real to you okay I, I'm not disagreeing with you but I don't think that's what I'm saying here Mikim Abacha means that that you you have to you could have a a a, a, a neshama power to do something, but uh, you may feel that you um, you you need to uh, have a certain day or a certain environment to to bring that out. So it's all in you, not just it's you have it in you, but whatever, not just that that power is in you, but to 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 light it to bring it out. It's it's all your decision within you. Have to light your own, like like the Rebbe told Yehuda Avner, who uh, told the Rebbe said to him, uh, he was very impressed with the Rebbe, and the Rebbe said to him, um, he asked the Rebbe what his life's ambition is. The Rebbe, and the Rebbe told him about how uh, you you have a ball of. Rebbe took out a candle, and the Rebbe asked him, "What is this?" And he said, "It's a candle." The Rebbe said, "It's not a candle. It's a ball of wax." When does a candle become a candle? When you light it. So in the same way, the Rebbe says his ambition in life is to light up in the shamas of other people. So then he asked the Rebbe, did you light up my neshama? The Rebbe said, no, but I gave you a, a, a match. So, mikem means you have the match. Bachem means that you're able to light your match. You're able, you're able to make it happen. You don't need anybody else to light your match. Not just you have a match, not just there's some neshama koyach in you, but you don't have to find the Baizek Hamler, you don't have to find the, the, this great chassid to light it for you. Mikim u'bachem tali dover. You want to come close to Hashem, it's from you and it's within you to come close to Hashem. Heinle is korv lavaya. Do you do a... 
the carbonis who in Karbonis means to bring an animal on the Mizbeach. But the spiritual meaning of a carbon is to bring to Hashem your energies and your talents. You decide that you want to give to Hashem what you have. Ubab as Elavirus, the Torah says, You want to give Hashem what you got? So this is how it works. The Kashavol is Karav Lulakus, when you want to come close to Hashem, Humikem. It comes from you. I should tell your daughter of Hashem, that means it depends on you. A person should not say, How can I become close to Hashem? Especially when you know yourself best. Not just you know yourself. You know you know your essence. And you know that you have become fashmutzikt. You've gotten dirty and all kinds of not good things. And therefore you're absolutely distant from godliness. So how can I come close to Hashem? That's what the Jew is. That's a question that the Jew is having. How can I come close to Hashem? I know all my, my, my mistakes, and perhaps this Jew is, is not like a blessed man who's who's blaming other people, but he he's, maybe he's blaming himself. But he has a different question. After everything I've been to, all the mistakes that I've made, so now I'm a victim of the past. I'm a victim of my past. Yeah, it's, it wasn't anybody else's fault. But I already did all these things to myself. So now I'm stuck. What about the, I, I mean, that's like the Jewish guilt that comes over you. But more than that, when we learn that you're actually giving Chayas to Kuchan, you're giving when you, do some, when you do something wrong and then you technically go and learn some Kumash afterwards, you're, you're feeding the Kuchan. That's where it's getting its nourishment from. So it's, it's more than just Jewish guilt. It's almost like you don't want to be a clip from more than you've already done by doing the wrong thing that you weren't supposed to do. I know what you're talking about. In chapter 17 in Tanya, there's a, Jew, there's a bachar who was in Yechiz by the Rebbe. The bachar in Yechiz by the Rebbe, and he told the Rebbe in that there's an iron wall separating between him and Hashem. And he was quoting chapter 17 in Tanya, where the Alter says, the Alter quotes a Pasuk, the wicked cannot praise God. And the Alter says, uh, 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 sorry, the dead cannot praise God. So the Alter asks, how come we're making fun of the dead? And the Alter answers, and we're not talking about the people who passed away, we're talking about Rishayim. A Rosh cannot begin to serve Hashem until he does Shuvah. So therefore, until you do Shuvah, there's like an iron wall separating you between you and Hashem. So this Baruch came to the Rebbe Yechiz and told the Rebbe, there's an iron wall. The Rebbe said to him, there is no iron wall. What I think that means is the moment you decide to do Shuvah, that thought of Shuvah itself, that tears down the wall. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down the wall. So, so, so a guy, a guy who did, did whatever he did wrong, he wants to enter now. He wants to enter. He's adding Ketusha. He's adding Chayiv to Ketusha. I understand that. No. But at the same time as that, he is giving nourishment to Klippah. Why? That's where, that's where it grabs it from. It grabs, yeah, exactly. it grabs, that, that's like, there's a whole other moment on this, where that's how it grabs its Chayiv. That's where from it what? From what? From what? From like the, the the leftover sparks of kedusha, it chops it, it. It's like the, it's the whole concept. Why of, would Tera get? That's how it gets you. If you're learning Tera for Gaiva, you're saying learning Tera to for you do the worst thing, and then five minutes later you open up a chumash and start learning some Rashi. Yeah. Unless I had that all my You got it all wrong. I also want to tell you now you have it. Can I add something? No, no. You can not correct Even if you're Russia. Even though you might be cracking the 
Right. Because so eventually everybody will do two. It doesn't, doesn't. Right. Going to the bathroom, I believe, and people are not corrupt. Yeah, this is how it is. Not only that, I, 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 I got this. Is that, I'm sorry, but let me just correct you. I thought I'm the pastor. Listen. You're the vessel. The Neil, I want to share with you this. You give him over, and the people loves it. Hello, guys. It's in Tanya. Uh, I'll tell you two things. Number one is I, I happened to go visit someone in Kaiser Sunset yesterday. As soon as I walk in, I see a guy, and I think maybe he's Jewish. Okay, you want to put on film? Yeah. And, doctor, and he had this very thoughtful look on his face. And he's like, what? And I'm like, are you Jewish? He says, yeah. I mean, my mother, my father was Muslim. My mother was Jewish. And so, okay, let's put on film. We, we, we put on film. And he says to me, you know, for 14 years, I'm in America. When I was living in Iran, I was, my, my parents were very frightened of, uh, of the Muslims and in persecution. And therefore, they wanted us to assimilate. And that's how my mother married my father. But I was thinking, you know, when I came to America, I'm going to start learning about Yiddishkeit. And it's been 14 years that I'm here, and I finally met you. <laughs> <laughs> these people, these people in the street don't have a problem. You think they don't, but we have, we have a much bigger problem. This guy has no problem. He, he was just waiting. You know, I, I, had, I had to start on my head, and okay, now I can, now I can do it. But this is the problem of our generation. I want to share with you this WhatsApp message I got. Uh, it's quoting a man named Rabbi Ezra Myers, whose father, Daniel Myers, asked, is that someone from Los Angeles? He asked the Rebbe in 1960, what is the main Aveda of our generation, the seventh generation? Listen to this. The Rebbe responded, the main Aveda of our generation is to know that even if a person fell to the lowest place of hell, he has to lift himself up as if nothing happened and not to be disappointed from himself and to think, what am I and who am I, etc. and to be certain that he is desired by Hashem like everybody else. And on the contrary, he is desired by Hashem with even greater power because he overcame himself and overcame his failings to come close to Hashem. That's, that, that's in the main of our generation is to know that it's like... It's like it's, uh, yes. Well, the main avayda of our generation is to know that even if a person fell down to the lowest place in hell, which means he made a bad mistake, he has to lift himself up as if nothing happened, and not to be disappointed in himself, and to think, who am I and what am I, etc., and to be certain that he is as desirable to Hashem as everyone else, and not just as desirable, but on the contrary. He's, in, he's desired by Hashem even more because he ascends above himself and his feelings. Okay. Um, Could you say that in one sentence? That's what the Abbas Tirik was saying over here. Yes, 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 yes. That's in Kuda. That's in Kuda. So. I know, I know. This is what the Tirik was saying over here in the Maimon. Saying, you feel you're so... You feel you're so distant from Hashem. You feel you're so far off. So the Torah says you're making a big mistake. You're asking the question, how could I have come close to Hashem? The Torah says, no, mikem, it depends only on you. 
depends on you, the Cholach Vachim Yisrael. I think of Sunoko. Sunoko, the horse with the wings. That's not Sunoko. Sunoko. It's a gas station. Maybe it was. It was a horse with wings. That's right. The horse with the wings, right? Yeah, it's Pegasus. Mobile. Pegasus. Pegasus. That's a chassid. That's Maybe like a. In the Hasidic lexicon, the biggest insult is to call someone a ferd. He's a horse. But maybe, yeah, but you have wings. You have to, you're able. You're able. Okay, but, but, but you have to know you have wings. You have to know you, you get back up. On the contrary, the Abishal, don't be disappointed in yourself. Listen to the Fidikab's words. Every single Jew can say, when will my deeds reach the level of the deeds of my, of my ancestors? There are no limitations. And there's nothing that stops you, nothing that prevents you, God forbid, to become elevated and to reach and to become close to Hashem. Each of these words, of course, is significant. I don't know exactly what these, these uh, uh, adjectives are expressing, but there's three words everybody's using. First of all, there says no limitations. And he says there's nothing that's stopping you. And then he says, what, there's nothing that's stopping you to elevate, to become elevated, to reach, and become close to Hashem. And Hashem doesn't come with trickery to us, and He shines and reveals Himself to every person according to their level. It's not according to the power of Hashem, but according to the power of each person, and He doesn't play any tricks, and you could do it. That's, that's the bottom line. L'chaim, l'chaim, v'rochem.